Welcome to Florida. And again, welcome to Sarasota. Earlier this year, we did a welcome to Sarasota fall preview with all the events and activities visitors to Sarasota County can enjoy in the fall. Well, we're now moving into the winter season. As Craig and I record this, Craig's got his jacket on. I've got my (laughs) sweater on. We had temperatures uh, lows in the 40s. So yes, there are seasons Time to pair up socks with those sandals. (laughs) (laughs) Break out the winter clothing. Yes, and uh, Nate Sweetman from Visit Sarasota joins us again. VisitSarasota.com. That's where you can go to start planning your next getaway to Sarasota. Be that uh, as a a couple, as a family, a girls getaway, guys getaway. So many activities. We focused a lot on the outdoor activities in the fall. This time around, we're going to focus on some of the indoor activities, but let's get uh, chatting up with Nate Sweetman here. Visit Sarasota.com. Welcome back. Uh, last time we talked to you, uh, we're still fairly new to Sarasota. What's some stuff you've discovered since the last time we talked? Well, a lot. So we are happening to, you know, head into what we call our busy season. Uh, I've come mm-hmm. to learn, of course, we get all the snowbirds during the winter months. So uh, starting to ramp up some more, uh, a lot of indoor activities. Of course, we still like to to market the beach. We want people to come see mm-hmm. all of our glorious beaches, but we do know, it, although it's Florida, we'll still have a little bit of chiller weather. So Right now, I'm excited to share that a lot of our uh, entertainment venues, um, concert halls, and, and things of that nature are starting to ramp up shows as they know this is their busy season as well. So a lot to talk about with that today, but just a couple places, the Florida Studio Theater, uh, the Van Wazel Performing Arts Center, just to name a couple. Yeah, you mentioned the Van Wazel Performing Arts, Martina McBride, Jay Leno, George Thorogood, Righteous Brothers. They've really got a, a robust winter schedule of, of major name events. Absolutely. Um, a couple things to uh, to note. Uh, we do have the Temptations will be in here uh, in town awesome. in mm-hmm. December, which is, I think, a big hit. But the fact that those guys are still going, um, that's one show we're looking very excited and forward to throughout the month of December. Um, a, a couple others just to name, we have uh, a, a premiere of a Broadway show that we're looking to uh, to showcase. That's going to be fun. It's some of the best uh, musical winners all across North America. Um, we also have the Cirque Dreams Holidays, which is more like a light show uh, at the Van Wazel, but it'll light up the stage performances. Um, really fun stuff. And then um, lastly, another one I wanted to mention was Dave Cause. He's a Grammy-nominated saxophone winner. Oh, yeah. He'll mm-hmm. be here with his group as well through late November into December, which mm-hmm. is uh, we're excited for that, too. Is he bringing any violins with that sax? Yeah, I actually have a whole, <laughs> list. I have a whole list of names that is going to be featured. We have uh, a guitarist singer from South Africa, Jonathan Butler, uh, a trumpeter named Rick Braun, another saxophonist, Richard Elliott, and then there will be a vocalist. Uh, she's finally getting introduced with the group. Her name is Rebecca Jade. So Kaz and all his friends will be performing and having a good time. What's the name of the Broadway show? Dave Kaz and Friends Christmas Tour. Simple as that. But this is their 24th uh, annual uh, show. Mm-hmm. So very, uh, very popular household name, which is really cool and exciting. You mentioned lights and so many people associate the holiday season with these big light displays and they they take place all over the country. And of course, in Sarasota as well, a couple I want to mention, let's start with St. Armand Circle. They do a big tree lighting. I think then the the shopping at St. Armand Circle, all the lights that uh, are around there. 
Also, the Circus Ring of Fame at St. Armand Circle was something I was unfamiliar with. So whether you're looking for lights or shopping, dining, that's a, a great place to start in, in Sarasota. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's something I'm very excited to get uh, get to check out myself here. Uh, that's actually coming up in a couple weekends. December 3rd is when they officially have like their holiday night of lights where they kind of showcase all the fun lights, what everybody put up. And um, yes, the Circus Ring of Fame, if you didn't know, St. Armand's actual circle is almost the Circus Hall of Fame. So anyone who has had any ties to the circus has helped um, create the culture it has and helped it grow typically get inducted into their hall of fame. And we happen to have the hall of fame right in the circle. So if you're actually walking around the circle, you can see nameplates engraved in the sidewalk. And then they also have a circle of statues, which were kind of like the founding fathers of the circus and who had all, all parts and hands, you know, dipped into it. So that's a lot of fun. And of course, with the holiday lights, you can see that December 3rd, the actual light show that they're officially going to put on. But like you said, uh, Chad, it'll be uh, scattered throughout the holiday season. So, mm-hmm. Since we mentioned lights, are there any plans for uh, holiday boat parades? Because those are always a big part of Florida Christmas. Yeah, I believe we have some coming up. Uh, Marina Jack specifically typically likes to uh, take the threshold on that and get some things going. Um, haven't got anything yet on our, our site, but I have done some research and know that we will have some stuff coming. But if you didn't know, I mean, there's tons of different parades and light shows happening all throughout the next month and, and change at Selby Gardens, which is a really cool light show that they put on. It's called Lights in Bloom, kind of like a holiday light show. And that's happening for uh, two straight weeks. So if you just happen to get down there, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's mid-December, December 11th through the 23rd then the 26th to the 30th. And then last, if you want to check it out in the new year, you can see that as well. I saw an an aerial photo of what it looked like last year. And it's unbelievable. That would be the one for me that I would, I would most enjoy seeing the Selby gardens. It's the the downtown campus and, you know, botanical gardens. uh, I, I love anyways, add the lights to it. The great winter weather that Selby gardens, the, the holiday lights show is, is absolutely uh, worth your while. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to checking that out myself. I'm, I'm sure I'll find myself down there a couple times for sure. <laughs> What's great about that show. It's not just the, the white lights, which are fine, you know, the, but they've got the, the, the colors and the whole thing all throughout uh, the gardens. It's fantastic. The winter event I am most looking forward to, and I'm going to try and make my way down from Uh, North Florida to see also takes place at Selby Gardens. And this is an exhibition of Robert Maplethorpe and Patti Smith. This begins in February. It runs into the summer. It kicks off with an evening with Patti Smith. It's February 15th. Patti Smith, a famous singer, songwriter. Uh, Robert Maplethorpe, of course, a a famous photographer, particularly in the, the 1980s. She'll be uh, giving a performance and a lecture on the 15th. And then after the, the holiday lights show at Selby Gardens, they are going to put an art exhibition into the gardens that is based on Maplethorpe's flower photos, where they will take his actual photography and recreate it with live flowers and blooms and do something similar with Patti Smith's lyrics and poems about flowers. So that show again at Selby Gardens, the downtown campus, I'm going to be uh, writing about that one at Forbes later on this winter, but uh, the, the Maplethorpe Patti Smith at, at Selby Gardens, for sure. If you're, if you're into art or either of those two artists, put that on your to-do list. Yeah, for sure. That's a, it's going to be a great collaboration. Um, Selby Gardens is always doing unique things with, uh, with their actual venue. 
uh, trying to get other parties involved, other, as you can see, we have a singer coming, collaborating with the actual mm -hmm. artist. So the Selby Garden is always on top of that and always creating some fun mm -hmm. environments and, and entertainment. Yeah, they are doing a lot of really special things, mixing the botanical garden with fine art. Mm -hmm. And they are the only location in the, the country I know of doing anything of, of, of that scale. They had a great Roy Lichtenstein, Claude Monet exhibit over the summer of, of 2021. This is a an entire exhibition series they've pioneered that brings fine art into the gardens in a, in a really special way. So keep an eye out for that. One thing I always try and find is, is difficult is stuff to do on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Everything's closed on Christmas mm -hmm. Day. So I did, Publix. <laughs> <laughs> I did find one um, event that uh, bears mention, and this goes back to uh, the fall preview of Welcome to Sarasota we did with the Pinecraft neighborhood and the Amish Mennonite community. And on Christmas Day, uh, the Pinecraft Village Christmas Day Parade. Yes. Like you said, we, that one day a year when you think everything is closed down, you can check out the the uh, Mennonite and Amish community. Uh, Pinecraft is a really cool location, but they're going to have, I think, a lot more vendors. Of course, you'll have the lights and, and kind of that culture in, embedded in the area. Um, but yeah, if you actually want to step out of your house away from all the presents and snacks and food, and <laughs> oh, please head to Pinecraft because uh, you'll you only go there to stuff your face with more. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Stuff, so it, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, definitely. Now, one other thing that that caught my eye uh, in arts experience taking place at the Ringling, and if you haven't been to this, Nate, I would I would suggest seeing it. It's Joseph's Coat Sky Space by James Terrell. James Terrell is one of the more famous and unusual contemporary artists working today. And he creates these sky spaces all over the world. And there are dozens of them, but the only one in Florida I'm aware with, and by all over the world, I mean Europe, Southeast Asia, you name it. It's an open air experience that is built into the ringling. And uh, around sunset, there's the schedule is at uh, the Ringling website, and I'll put it in the show notes. But around sunset, what it's kind of this meditative light experience where they open the uh, the ceiling up, you get the full view of the night sky. the 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 sky space artwork is kind of this room that he's created to best view the art. This is taking place in December at the Ringling and, and something that is a, an art experience that is unique to Florida that a, a lot of people would be interested in checking out. Yeah, now you have it on my list because mm -hmm. I'm going to check it out now myself. That sounds really cool. I, I just think the Ringling has so much space to do things like that. And, uh, mm. and that's really creative. Like you said, very unique, unique to Florida in the sense of you know, we're in the middle of December, we can open up the rooftop and kind of get a real view at the, you know, the night sky. And whatnot. Right. And it's actually built into the museum as kind of an installation piece. So that's fun. And, and again, I, the, the Ringling does tours of its grounds. And, and to me, this is the time to do that sort of stuff. When you're in Sarasota, whether it's Selby Gardens, whether it's the Ringling, whether it's going to uh, uh, St. Armand Circle. Now is the time to get out and look around at all that stuff. The temperatures are in the 70s. There's no humidity. The, you know, we're we're putting a highlight on a lot of the indoor 
activities. But uh, again, the beach, the state parks, all of the, the botanical gardens now is, uh, for my money, the time to, to go visit those attractions. Yeah, for sure. That that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be sure adding it to to different you know guests I happen to have come travel and visit the area. Now you've got me involved in hype. So I'm going to go check that out with some of my potential clients. Looking yeah. forward. And, and one thing we mentioned on our recent episode about uh, butterflies is, is where to go see butterflies in the Sarasota area, but also for bird watching. Now is when all of the northern migrating uh, butterflies and birds are, of course, in South Florida, a lot of those in Sarasota. So again, you know, as much as it is winter and we're thinking get inside and, you know, go see a, a show, go see a, a performance, do something like that. Uh, the bird watching at, at this time of year is best in South Florida because all of those uh, migrating species are coming down. So again, whether it's uh, uh, Mayaka River State Park or just uh, along the, the beach for the pelagics, which are the, the, the kind of ocean-going, seafaring birds, uh, get outside and do some bird watching on, on these days when they're, the other uh, attractions might be closed. Sure. Well, and also, the, you know, uh, as we learned on our, on our uh, uh, Florida hikes uh, episode of the podcast, this is the prime time for going on hike, nature hikes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and not and only so, be, yeah, not only because of the weather, Craig, but because it's the dry season. So you, yes. you're not going to be dealing with the mosquitoes, one, but the, the mud and the swamp water and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. If you want to hike and, and I, you know, same thing, uh, beach combing, get right. out there when when there are, are fewer uh, people walking along that beach, snapping up all the, the good seashells and uh, <laughs> shark's teeth before you have a chance yep. to, That's to see them. <laughs> say. A lot of people love to go shark teeth hunting and it doesn't really matter the time of year. But like you said, it is that time of year where it's probably oh, yeah. more prevalent. Get yourself out there. And another place I was going to mention that's great for uh, bird or butterfly seeking and watching is uh, Celery Fields. If you haven't got a chance to get what, I'm not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Celery Fields is a little further south within the county. Um, we It's mainly consisting of marshlands, um, but it, I've, I've heard, I haven't got a chance to actually see it myself, but I've heard that that's one of, if not the best place to uh, butterfly and bird watch for us here in the county. Oh. Craig, have you been there? I have not, but I have heard of it, and I've heard it's pretty spectacular. It's four hundred site, so it's yeah. large. It's it's massive. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Fantastic. That's now, your list. Yeah, I would, no question about it. One thing that uh, my father-in-law uh, from Atlanta, big uh, Braves fan, he was up to midnight every night of the World <laughs> Series watching the games. Fortunately, he's retired and didn't have to get up in the morning, but. He and my wife are already looking at uh, spring training dates. They've got their map out and they're, well, we can see them here if we do this and go to here. So they, they've yep. been on the visit sarasota.com website looking for spring training locations and, and the schedules and all that stuff. And before you know it, I mean, February, we're talking about for spring training, the Braves are, are based there in in Sarasota County. So give us a little sneak peek of uh, spring training for anyone uh, who is listening out of state or in state and might want to check that out. Absolutely. So one, let's go ahead and give a congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. They are the 2021 World Series champs. Um, And I definitely wanted to talk about them just one, because that is such a great accomplishment. And of course, you know, we're the spring training facility. So we don't of course, actually have the Atlanta Braves, but we work, of course, with their farm team and their players. And it's just good to actually have that 
environment behind us now we can kind of market hey by the way these are the most recent world series mm-hmm. uh, winners so you guys got to come down and check them yeah, out you have to very casually drop that in a conversation right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's no big deal oh and by the way braves if you didn't know but um yeah i mean that's a one of the newest uh spring training facilities in all of the mlb it's uh taking place in between uh welland park or excuse me, Venice and Northport in Welland Park. Um, and that's kind of a new development, uh, d- developing ca- community, um, very f- uh, far south uh, county, but really great facility just built and finally opened in 2020. So one of the newest in the country. And um, yeah, I just think it's awesome mm-hmm. that we actually have ties to the World Series winner. So if you happen to, you know, make your way down to Sarasota during the early spring, late winter time, Please come check uh, check them out uh, in Northport. Yeah, my wife and, and again, father-in-law, were able to go down there last year for the opening of that park. That, of course, was COVID. So they're, you know, we're all spaced out and, and spring training tickets were being sold on the secondary market for over $100 because oh, wow. of the, the scarcity. Now, right. again, there's going to be a lot of folks from Atlanta coming down to Sarasota and Braves fans from all over the South who, who want to uh, celebrate a, a little bit longer that World Series victory. So right. uh, there will be a, a crowd down there. But again, without the, the COVID restrictions from a year ago, the full ballpark will be open uh, for visitors. And one of the interesting developments, the Braves just recently left Orlando to move their spring training to Sarasota. One of the really interesting developments around spring training in Florida is how the historic eastern portion, that that, that eastern Atlantic coast used to be the epicenter for spring training in Florida. And so many of the teams were uh, on that side, but it's really shifted to the Gulf Coast side, Sarasota, St. Petersburg, that area. And now it, it's much easier and a, and a better experience if you want to do this ballpark hopping, which which so many baseball fans do where they're at one park one day and then drive a couple hours to another one. And the next day, it's a third and, and kind of base their operations. That Gulf side really, uh, and you know this from the, the time you spent in the, the Tampa Bay area, is, is the hotbed now in Florida for spring training. Yeah, um, I, like you said, I think the Gulf Coast is honestly just on a on a momentum win phase right now. Mm-hmm. However, you want to kind of word it or name it. I mean, we we've got multiple teams in Tampa that are succeeding right now and kind of putting the name on the map, and it just makes it that much easier for people to want to go experience other places because they're wondering if the success is still just as prevalent as you know going from Tampa down to even Bradenton has a has a spring training facility, one of the MLB teams. Sure reside there as well. So kind of gives people also a chance to just go down the whole Gulf Coast. You don't have to just experience the the baseball stadiums. We have so much going on. You know, you trickle your way down from St. Pete over to Tampa and then all the way down to Sarasota. You're going to have a lot of fun things to do outside, of course, of just checking out the training. Yeah, there's there's a number of teams you can watch, a number of different stadiums. These stadiums are cool. You know, whether or not you've been to a major league baseball game, you know, that that's a wonderful experience and it's the big time. And these are, you know, 30, 40,000 seat stadiums. The minor league experience is completely different oh, yeah. and, and, and much more intimate. too. Oh, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. You know, if you've got kids and you want the autograph and you want to go early and watch batting practice and talk mm-hmm. to the guys, it's so chilled out. A lot of the, the big name players, don't dress every day. So they're just sort of there hanging out and, and looking for something to do. It has that minor league, almost college feel where you can walk right up 
to the the fence line. A lot of these ballparks have berms in the outfield with tiki bars and restaurants. You know, if you're looking for a chill, uh, you know, professional you know, sports opportunity where you can still, you see the, the big name players. Now they, you know, you're not going to get the, the Cy Young award winner pitching eight <laughs> <Right>. hard innings, but <laughs> you know, you might get his autograph and, and your kid might get a picture <laughs> with him because the, the vibe is just so much more relaxed and it doesn't have, uh, you know, all the intensity and security and, and what have you that goes along with an actual major league baseball game during the regular season. If if that is something that would interest you, I, I would suggest, you know, take a weekend, take a week if you can. And and like Nate said, do that kind of park hopping, you know, base your operations out of, uh, you know, Sarasota or, or St. Peter or wherever, drive a couple hours in each direction uh, every day. And boy, you'll have a ball and uh, see uh, the major leagues in a way that, that you can't experience uh, in, like that anywhere else. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, kind of like Craig said, it, it's got just more of that intimate setting. And, it, you know, you go to a, a major sports game, it feels like an event, a live entertainment mm-hmm. event. There's a lot going on. But like Craig said, it's a much more intimate scene when you can kind of actually get to some of these spring training games and, and facilities. They have a lot going on for all parties. I mean, for families, mm-hmm. children, uh, you name it. They, they they have a lot going on. So it makes for a fun environment. And, uh, yeah. and the plus you're, uh, plus you're more likely to catch up catch a foul ball absolutely no <laughs> doubt about it and the expense of course is reduced because it's not regular seasons you know right. tickets are going to be cheaper admissions <laughs> are going to be cheaper uh merchandise the whole thing is going to be cheaper before we wrap up uh craig you had a, a follow-up on something we yes. discussed in the fall a uh, welcome to sarasota episode yeah i i, I, mean, I just read about it, that uh, apparently there are trolley tours to show off Sarasota's very distinctive uh, uh, school of architecture there. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we actually just had um, with Discover Sarasota Tours, one of our partners that we work closely with, just opened up their new trolley and added a lot more locations. And of course, the School of Architecture uh, been around since the 1940s, uh, a big uh, attraction that we have here in the area, of course, for and also for people just looking to get into that environment for an occupation. I mean, but you get a chance to actually hop on the trolley and tour around Sarasota and then head over to the to the School of Architecture and just kind of get a nice little brief tour of what's going on there on their campus. So mm-hmm. and then that great. trolley tour, like I said, is doing a lot more, getting a lot more involved. They usually run um, Discover Sarasota. They usually run van van rides and tours just throughout the city. And then throughout Halloween, they had like a Halloween theme going at late at night for spooky stuff. Ooh, the ghost of Paul Rudolph haunts your drawings. Now that we're ramping up into the holiday season, you'll start seeing more of holiday themed stuff pop up as well for those trolley tours. But a, a great accomplishment for Discover Sarasota Tours. I know the the my colleagues that work there are very excited about uh, uh, having this finally launched, which just launched under two weeks ago. So it's a very exciting time. That's great. Very cool. Yeah, Very I know cool. a lot of people would be interested in, in taking that trolley tour. And I mean, it's like some of the distinctive hour, architecture. Yeah, it's like a good hour, hour and a half. You're on the trolley, but you're you're just. I'm just speaking from like the actual Sarasota tour itself. But you just get. I mean, the tour guides are amazing. They'll crack you up for days, and they just are so informed and knowledgeable on on the county and the city and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And one of That's one great. of the interesting architectural spots is 
the former high school, which, and this is what we were talking about in the last episode, the, the former Sarasota High School is now the Sarasota Art Museum, which was actually designed by a Bauhaus-influenced former director of the Yale School of Architecture, of a fascinating story about how Sarasota became kind of an an architectural modern wonderland in in Florida. (laughs) And that uh, history is shared at uh, the Sarasota Art Museum, which has this fantastic mid-century modern building that is is worth seeing uh, without ever stepping foot inside the the museum to look at the the paintings and sculpture, if you so choose. And they've gotten rid of the locker smell. Which is good <laughs> from the high school. It took a little bit, but yeah, that smell is no longer there. <laughs> Very good, Nate Sweetman. Thanks again for your time. Visit Sarasota.com. We'll put links to all of this stuff in the show notes again. Whether you're looking for a, a weekend getaway, a, a family vacation, beach, state park, outdoor activities, culture, shopping, dining, spring training, you name it. Visit Sarasota.com to start planning uh, your next getaway. Thanks, Nate. Awesome, guys. Thanks, Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. You and the family put up a tree for the holidays, Craig? Oh, oh yeah. In fact, I'm I'm uh, suffering some muscle aches right now oh, no. from uh, having helped the uh, <laughs> help my kids Boy Scout troop unload 300 Christmas trees to oh, sell yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, they'll go on sale Black Friday and and uh, uh, they'll sell until they're they're all gone. But yeah, we 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 always pick out a tree from that a live tree from that that uh, that shipment and bring it home to our house. How about you? I, uh, well, that that's a little bit of a story there. I am not a, a holiday or a, a Christmas person. My wife, however, is a Christmas baby or close enough. She was born on December 20th. So throughout her life, she has been given Christmas ornaments as uh, birthday presents and yeah. has started, uh, not started, I mean, for a long time, collected Christmas ornaments. So we actually do three trees one on each floor of our house yes oh my (laughs) we do one tree that is family traditional present ornaments that my wife has acquired one tree is all of her college sports ornaments that she has purchased visiting college campuses where she speaks to athletic departments and the other one is a travel Christmas tree of ornaments when we go you know wherever we happen to travel throughout the year we tend to buy an ornament to remember the trip. So those are our three trees. Uh, we have steps all the way up into our house. So yes, I am I am the one uh, sort of uh, Grinch style lugging those up the, <laughs> up the steps. The largest one we ever have, because we have this big... Uh, uh, like a cathedral ceiling? Something like that on the, on the second and third floor. We had one, I think that was 12 or 13 feet uh, wow. at, at one point. It was enormous and it must have been lots of fun moving oh my god to bring that up up two flights of stairs to where our our, you know our second story is and this was you know when it was just cut and full of water i mean there's Mm -hmm. the thing had to weigh 350 pounds and i am not exaggerating Uh, never again are we doing one that (laughs) that large that was uh welcome to christmas welcome to florida (laughs) only if it comes in in sections (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Welcome to Florida. <laughs>